Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. It's The mark of fantasy excellence. You are now tuned in to the Roto experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto experts in the morning. Joe Galena along with George Kurtz, Sean Angle, the Fantasy Prince, producing our show, keeping us flying straight. And, uh, hey, you know, baseball season uh, getting revved up. We've uh, been able to see some live action uh, for the past couple of days. Uh, George, how much credence... Or do you put in the stuff that happens in uh, in spring training? I mean, uh, you look, you know, uh, we talked about Pete Alonso hitting a home run, Glaber hit a home run, uh, Scherzer looked good but uh, gave up a home run. Uh, Yoan Mankata, uh started a third. That's something that's interesting uh, to to note. But uh, how, uh, you know, how, how much do you use spring training stats in order to uh, you know draft your team? Nah, very little. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't care about the veterans whatsoever. It's, uh, they'll get their swings in. These the guys kids. don't care. So can you hear about the youngsters? Because uh, they yeah. might need to put up stats in order to make the team. And guys mm-hmm. uh, coming back from injury, certainly want to see them, uh, how they look there. And guys who are in uh, playing time battles. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, brought up on yesterday's show, what Cam. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg, uh, the Yankees, Greg Bird and uh, Voight. Now, I really was go- I assumed that uh, they'd both play, and it'd be a, uh, you know, platoon. Bird goes against righties. Voight goes against lefties. Well, then Cashman came out and said Friday, uh, nope, nope, not happening. Whoever loses this competition likely to start the season at Triple A. Mm. No, that changes things a bit now, don't it? Uh, Absolutely, uh, yeah. That's an issue there. Now, the Yankees, I think the Yankees want Bird to win it. I do think they want Bird to win it for a few reasons. One, I mean, Bird has a great swing. I think uh, I, I do think he I think he thinks too much. He needs to just relax up there and play baseball and stop thinking about everything. But he's got the perfect swing for Yankee Stadium. It's short. It's sweet. Uh, he's powerful. He's very strong. You know, so mm-hmm. I think he's got a great swing there. I think the Yankees also want him to uh, be the man because Sanchez, Judge, Torres, Andujar. 
Uh, I mean, I, I know I've missed somebody here. Uh, Stanton, Judge, Torres, Andujar. What do they all have in common? Tell Joe, me. Anyone? Tell anyone? me. They, anyone? They're all Bueller? right. They're, they're all right-handed, right-handed batters. Yes. yes. Yeah. What is Bird? Bird is a left-handed batter. He's, this yeah. sets up well Sweet for Bird because for mm-hmm. teams are going to be, you know, Jerry rigging their rotation to start right-handers again, which is unusual because generally you always start left-handers against the Yankees because they want to eliminate the left-handed power at Yankee Stadium. But really, until Didi comes back, the only left-handers they're going to see are Bird and Hicks. And Hicks is switching. Nothing you can do about it. Maybe Gardner if he's uh, platooning with uh, uh, Frazier in left field. You know, mm-hmm. so you're not going to see too many left-handers. You're going to throw a lot of right-handers to try and combat Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, Torres, combat them somewhat. Or else these mm-hmm. guys are going to have a field day up there. So that's why I think the Yankees want Bird to win. I think he's uh, got up to a hot start yesterday. Hey, uh, I think he had two hits, RBI. Uh, and, uh, it's game one of spring training. We're probably overreacting here. But got up to a good start yesterday. I think he immediately puts pressure on Voight. All right, I probably did my job. Now you better hit today. You know, Yankees mm-hmm. played Tampa Bay today, for anybody who's wondering. And, yes, I'll be watching the game. It's on the MLB Network at 1 o'clock. So, uh, hell, I recorded yesterday's game. Let you know what a kind of glutton for punishment I am. <laughs> uh, watched it last night. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, I do watch. Uh, I don't care. I don't care about the veteran. Torres hitting a home run mean, mean very little to me. God, I'm glad I'm drafting Torres in round four anyway or round three, whatever it might be. You know, you're drafting him where you would draft him. Nothing's going to change that. But I do want to see players who were hurt from last year, especially guys who – if guys had a wrist injury, I worry about power. You know, any kind of leg injury, you worry about speed. So that mm-hmm. sort of thing there. So I will watch those guys. And like I said, the pl- any, anybody who I think is in a uh, a battle for playing time, that's important as well. It's I, The stats might mean more some, more than listening to any of the managers or a GM say anything. You know, it's my favorite line. When can you tell uh, uh, a coach is lying? When his lips move. You don't know who's <laughs> telling the truth. You just right. don't. You're not going to get too many coaches that are going to tell you the truth. Uh, you're just not. So it's tough to rely on what they say. You know, what the, you know, oh, yeah, this guy's great. You know, everyone, we all know everyone's in the greatest shape of their life right now. They're all going to hit 600 home runs this year and steal 700 bases. Yeah, everyone's going goo goo because uh, apparently the manager of the Nationals, uh, Martinez, told uh, Trey Turner, we want you to steal twice as much. Yeah. yeah and yeah, granted, yeah. if he were to do that, he probably becomes a third overall pick now. He's going to steal right. 80 bases. That's He'll win that category all by himself. Now, no one runs anymore. And he's a good hitter anyway. I wish he had He would probably that, become yeah. a third pick. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he's a first Yeah, because you know why? Yeah, I know, but I was hoping maybe he'd fall to me at number 12 overall. He wasn't <laughs> now, 12. You know, that didn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry Come about on. that. He Give wasn't falling at 12. <laughs> all right. So, uh, but I, I, I've I seen him go 11. Yeah. But that's what I mean by a manager talking. Uh, I'm sure he yes. wants to, and I'm sure Trey Turner, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, it's February 25th, I'm going to steal bases. And then by, you know, mm-hmm. June, you're a little tired. You know, you realize, oh, you know, I don't need to run right now. We're winning 4-1. I'm not going to run. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's tough to keep that up all year long. It's the mindset. It's different when Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman, you know, all those guys back in the 80s play where you ran all the time. Different game now. Once again, yes. managers, general, well, I should say managers and general managers specifically, don't want to give up an out. So unless you're successful at it, right, it's the same metrics as Billy mm-hmm. Bean. Unless you're successful at an 80% plus clip, they generally don't want you to run. Mm-hmm. No, agreed, agreed. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, I still want uh, Trey to, to fall to me at 12. I know it's not going to happen, but hey, we'll see what happens. Um, Listen, I want Trout to fall to me at 15, but you know, I'm not, yeah. not relying on it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I want Santa Claus to bring me uh, a Ferrari, put it in my driveway. I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah, but uh, Bo we- on it too. Yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> Just like in the commercials. <laughs> Marvin Please, Gonzalez. A, a full uh, tank of gas. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Swiss Army knife kind of guy, right? I've heard him describe as that. He could play uh, seven different positions per uh, NFBC uh, eligibility. First base, second base, shortstop, outfield. Uh ADP 230 signs a two-year, $21 million deal with the Twins. Uh, actually, at Minute Maid Field, it's uh, only 58 at-bats, but it's had some good uh, success there with a 345, 397, 517 triple slash. So, I mean, uh, it's depending on how many uh, um, at-bats this guy gets. I mean, his, 200, uh, his 162 game average, uh, 15 homers and eight stolen bases, but uh, you Draft them real late in in, uh, in leagues and just move them all over the place. Kind of a you know uh, fail safe for, for injuries and whatnot. Gonzalez is your new uh, Zobrist. That's mm. where he play. He can play everywhere. I'm curious to where he's going to play. Right for oh, Minnesota. Is he going to be once again? Is he uh, the, you know, the equivalent of the, the Mets' Jed Lowry, the Yankees' DJ LeMahieu? Is he not going to have a position, <laughs> going to give everybody a rest all every now and then, or is he going to mainly play, you know, mainly play first base? But when everybody else needs a rest, we'll move him around. That sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I want to draft the guy. Once mm-hmm. again, this this is, this is a good player. This is a good yes. player. So mm-hmm. uh, he deserves a full time role here. Uh, what I'm trying to say is. He deserves 140 games, 150 games here. And by that, I don't mean, uh, you know, 30 games or one at-bat because he came in late. No, I mean he deserves a start, 140, 150 games. Good player. But what's mm-hmm. it going to be? Yeah, because he can play first, second, short, third, and outfield. Really, the only thing he can't right. do is catch and pitch. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just curious to anybody else here. Yeah, you know, where he qualifies in your legal depend upon your league rules here, but it'll be at most positions. But... I still need, before I can tell you where in a draft, I need to know how often he's going to play. We don't know that yet. He just signed this week. This is what's crazy mm-hmm. about this. We haven't had enough information yet. You know, so uh, I like Gonzalez. I do want to draft him. But right now, I would be drafting him as a bench guy, not as a starter anywhere. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe a middle infielder. Yeah. Good point. And uh, another guy, uh, kind of a fringe player, uh, Josh Harrison signs a one-year $2 million deal. Uh, you know that this deal, uh, the saying is going to uh, allow the Tigers to shift uh, Nico Goodrum uh, from the second base uh, position to kind of like a super utility role, uh, where he did real well last year. Uh, Goodrum did. Goodrum is like a, uh, you know, I mean, if he could get that batting average a, a little over two fifty, could give you like, I don't know, maybe. 12 to 15 home runs, another 12 to 15 uh, stolen bases. But, uh, you know, Harrison, uh, what do you think about his uh, possibilities? He was kind of like a, a guy that uh, would hit for decent average, right? Give you, you know, moderate home runs. We're talking, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, 15 or so uh, home runs and uh, give you like maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, somewhere around 12 to 15 stolen bases as well. Do you think he still has some value? I mean, just basically, he's, he's yeah, he's been around forever, but uh, 31 years old. Well, I think with Harrison, and, uh, it's going to come down to uh, how big your league is. 10-team league, no. 12-team mm-hmm. league, uh, even that's, I think, fringy. 15-team league, sure. You know, because obviously mm-hmm. we need more players here. I mean, you look at his last couple of years. Uh, 
2016 seems to be in uh, 2017. I'm sorry, seems to be an outlier. He had 16 home runs, the most in his career. Other than that, he's had mm-hmm. 16 home runs the other three seasons combined: 15, 16, and 18. His average right. looks like all right, fifth, 250. Once again, maybe in a bad year last year, where he, his average won't hurt you. But remember, he's going to right. a new team, new uh, new park, new league. You know, so he's mm-hmm. got to learn new pitchers. That, oh, that always scares me. I don't see why I, I need to take the risk here. I think what you're hoping for here is the stolen bases. You know, right. so once again, anybody who steals double digits has value right, right about now. Yeah. And he only had three mm-hmm. last year, but generally the four years before that, 18, 10, 19, 12. That's, 31, that's mm-hmm. averaging 15 a year. You know, you, you'll sign up at 15. With an average that won't hurt you, a middle infielder, if, if you didn't draft steals, there you go. You know, right, if you can get that right. 15. But Detroit's a bad team. They're another team. They, sure, they, they might give them the green light because, hey, we got nothing to lose here. We need to, uh, we need to get runs in somehow, especially if they end up, ever, ever end up tra- uh, trading uh, Castellanos. You know, Cabrera's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. But if they trade uh, Castellanos, that offense is going to be stagnant and really with nothing there. Yes. Uh, and they know that. They've already told us this year in mm-hmm. Detroit that uh, you know, we're not spending money again until 2022. They know they're going to re- rebuild. They're a tanking team. All right, mm-hmm. so that's what's going on there. They're, they're, they're going to want their top draft picks here. So I'm not all that excited for Harrison. I mean, I, I think he's a guy for me in uh, 12-team leagues. Nah, close to a last-round pick. Last-round pick, put right, him on my right. bench, see what happens. You know, we all need backups, right. uh, infielders, middle infielders, and I'd be hoping for the stolen bases. That's really what I'm hoping for there. That's the right. only reason I'd be drafting him. I don't think he helps me in any other category, but if he does get the green light, if he can steal 12 to 15 bases, I would take that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, here's another guy that I don't think has uh, much fantasy value, but you know, every time you you throw dirt on him, <laughs> he seems to come back. But uh, I'll just mention Irvin Santana signed uh, a minor league deal with the White Sox, uh, $4.3 million base salary if he makes the team. Um, 71 innings pitched, that White Sox U.S. Cellular Field, 3.04 ERA, 1.14 whip. So uh, had a bad year last year, dealt with a lot of finger in- injuries, a lot. I mean, he, the, dealing with the <laughs> multiple, we'll say. Uh, pitched uh, just over 24 innings last season. So uh, 35 years old, seems to be, I, I guess, like a, a serviceable starter when healthy, but uh, just somebody, I guess, maybe to watch to see how he pitches in in, uh, in spring training. Because, like I said, every time you you, you 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 write this guy off, he seems to to come back for somehow. There are always players like that, right? That you you surprised yeah. can uh, can get the job done. Come back and, in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Because you, you, you're writing him off all the time. Oh, this can't happen again. He got you know got through last year. You know, and, and they do. And uh, God bless. Mm-hmm. And you, you don't know how they do it, but uh, they do do it. And there's, a, there's more than one. There's a, a few of these guys. And they generally go lower in drafts because we don't believe in them or their waiver wire pickups because we don't right. believe in them. We, don't, we assume right. they are going to fall off a cliff here. And it's, uh, I think as, as fantasy players, we, are, we always worry about players hurting us more than the fact they might help us. You know, well, uh, I think we're, we're, we're pessimistic people. You know, oh, this guy, this guy might kill my ERA. This guy might kill my average. You know, because uh, that's the way we look at things. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the first thing I think of when I think of a player is, okay, what category is going to help me in? How many categories? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's a starting pitcher, well, okay. In a normal 5x5 five five league, he's not going to get saves. So now he's down to four categories. If he's not a strikeout guy, oh, we're down to three. Oh, he's on a bad team, and when he wins this category, oh, now we're down to ratios. Yeah, that's, that's the way we, we look at things here. We just we sort of break it down that way. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's the value. Sometimes we forget they have other value as well, to, especially to a major league team. But uh, we're, we're fantasy people. So we care about value as far as, as, it, as it adds 
to our fantasy teams. So uh, I, I just always find that funny. It's like when, you know, I think this applies to football more than uh, baseball or hockey for me. But uh, whenever I, uh, you know, you're watching the games and the, the scroll at the bottom comes on of the, of the TV and they, you know, they tell you of, of the other games, you know, uh, you yeah, know yeah. Julio Jones had seven catches, 110 yards and two touchdowns. I just do, I'm just doing the math. I'm not even seeing it. I'm just okay. That's seven hundred ten. That's eleven more points. Yeah. 18, two touchdowns. He had thirty points. That's all I see. <laughs> yeah. Thirty points. Right. You know. I, I'm it's, with it's you. All, that's yeah. all my mind's going. It's, it's just weird when we do fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's all I care about. I don't care about seven for one ten and two touchdowns. I care about <laughs> seven eighteen thirty. You know. Yeah. It's just I, I always find that funny now. That's just, just how my mind works. I'm just, I'm just adding points. And even in baseball, mm-hmm. my home league's a points league. You know, and that's the league I care about most. So I'm doing the same thing for the baseball. I was trying two for four, single, double. It's three points, home run, three RBIs. That's another 11. <laughs> I had 14 points tonight, and uh, okay. it's just funny how we look at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good, very good uh, description. I'm the same way, right? Uh, yeah. So, um, what do you, you mentioned saves, and I'll just bring them up real quick uh, since we were talking about you know pending free agency. Craig Kimbrell. Uh, there was some rumors that. Uh, said that he was prepared to sit out the season if he can't get a deal, then his uh, agent quickly uh, reversed that. But uh, what do you think about this Craig Kimbrell situation? I mean, uh, looking for a multi-year deal. I think he was looking for six years when he first, when the free agency first started, no? Not only was he looking for six years, he wanted more than $100 million. All right, so uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny that he wanted this after a year where he didn't look good at the end of last year. He was lousy. Right. I mean, he was almost costing the Red Sox games, you know. So he he wasn't pitching very well at all, and all of a sudden he wants a six-year, hundred million dollar contract. And you do the math, boys and girls. That's seventeen million a year that he wanted. Mm-hmm. All right, six and sixteen is ninety-six. So he wanted seventeen million a year. That was never going to happen. Never going to happen. You know. So uh, even if he was great, I don't think it was going to happen. Maybe he was great in twenty-five, uh, but he's not. He's you know he's another guy who's got he's pitched a long time, Kimbrel. You know, close yes. for a long time. He's thirty years so- old. You know, so he's he's not uh, young. He'll be th- he'll be thirty one in May. So listen, he'll sign with somebody, but uh, I don't know who right now. Do the Braves go after him? Do the Phillies go after him and make Robertson a setup man? I think that could happen if they sign Harper. There you go. You heard it here. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Roto Experts in the morning. Joe Delina, George Kurtz. We'll be back talking a little Clayton Kershaw. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Pretty cool of Sean Engel to bring us back with a, a song by Boston. Two Yankee fans here hosting Joe Galina and George Kurtz. But, uh, whew, some. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Sean. <laughs> what about that wacky uh, story uh, about uh, Robert Kraft here, George? What the heck is he thinking? <laughs> 
Well, let's see. <laughs> we were uh, sticking with the. Uh, we had Spygate. Say it. Right. Oh, you ruined it. He ruined it for me. <laughs> Maybe ejaculate. Oh boy. Yeah. You know, right. We we had spot. We had Spygate. Then we had the Flake yeah. Gate. And now, do we have Tailgate? You know, or do we have Ejaculate? <laughs> You know, I said on the shows yesterday. They weren't my lines, okay? This is from, uh, I saw them both on Facebook from somebody. But right, I, thought, right. I thought they were great. Absolutely great. Yeah. Uh, tailgate or uh, ejaculate. I, oh, since there's so many jokes going on uh, yeah. right now. Hey, oh, my God. How, all over uh, the place, yeah. The owners don't want uh, the players taking a knee uh, uh, during the national anthem. But, you know, prostitutes taking a knee is quite all right. Uh, and listen, I, I, I know I, listen, I'm saying the jokes, too. And this is, is this a serious situation. I have no problem yeah, with jokes. Especially no with the human trafficking part. Mm-hmm. Right. I have no problem mm-hmm. with prostitution. I don't. I think prostitution should be legal. I, I, I do. I think that we, there are mm-hmm. other things we need to worry about than who's giving an orgasm to, to who. You know, I, I think it's kind of uh, – I think prostitution should be legalized, taxed, uh, you know, tested so everybody's clean and all that sort of stuff and go on. You know, you move on from there. You know, it's that sort of thing. The human trafficking part is the bad part of the story. You yeah, know, uh, absolutely. I, whatever two willing participants want to do and they want to exchange money for doing it, I don't have an issue. No, not an issue at all. You know, I, I go back to the, the George Carlin joke uh, that, you know, s- sex is legal. Selling is legal. Why isn't selling sex legal? That sort of mm. thing. I, I'm fine with that. But obviously in this case, it looks like they weren't willing participants. Right, they were taken from China right. in some way. Uh, we've all heard stories before, and that's the issue. Not that I think Kraft knew anything about this. He probably didn't. You know, I, I hope he didn't. Uh, you know, he probably didn't. Uh, so, you know, that, that's really the, uh, the issue there. You, you hope things mm-hmm. uh, certainly work out for the women, <laughs> that they're uh, mm-hmm. protected, safe, and they're not just sent back to China, where obviously they didn't want to be in the first place. Absolutely. You know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, as for Kraft, I mean, let's face it. This is, if this is a, a regular... Guy, it's not even a news story. Nobody cares. It's a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it's the owner of the New England Patriots. Now, uh, granted, my God, you're a gazillionaire, a billionaire. You 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 can't do a better thing here than go to a you know a cheap parlor. I mean, come on, come on. Mm. Another good little uh, little great meme I saw there was, you know, well, I need a little help doing it because I can't do it on my own with six Super Bowl rings. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. Very good. Very funny. Right. All right. Uh, and then, you know, our own Gabe Morenzi, almost immediately after this happened, because Adam Schefter reported that there's a bigger name involved. Now, that doesn't mean mm. it's a sports name, by the way. It's just that there's a bigger name. But, uh, mm. you know, Gabe uh, puts out that the only bigger names he can think of in the football world would be Goodell or Jerry Jones. And I would agree. Mm. But the first thing that went through my head was, oh, my God, a foursome between Goodell, Jones, Kraft, and, you know, some woman. I'm like, oh, God. Did you have to put that image in my head? And please, Joe, for the, for the love of God, for my mental sanity, don't let this video leak. Okay, please. Oh, please, yeah, I don't agree with you. Don't let yeah. this video yeah. leak. Because you know what will happen? You'll, you'll see it. You can say, you'll, you'll see it. And, and I don't think I'll ever be the same. So please. Yeah. F- and you won't be able, able to unsee it. Yeah, that's the right. problem. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the problem. My sanity there. Please, yeah. please don't let this video leak. Yeah, uh, you saw a lot of uh, people were uh, 
circulating a, a picture of what the prostitute looked like, and it was really uh, uh, Tom Brady in drag. <laughs> it's a pretty funny picture that I'm sure you'll see circulated on uh, oh, social I've seen media. It. But uh, you saw the picture, right? Yeah. And, you know, the, the picture of him and uh, Tom Brady kissing. And it's just it, People just going nuts with this stuff. So, again, it's a serious issue when it comes to uh, the human side of it, you know, with the, the, the women uh, and the human tra- uh, trafficking element of it. But, uh, you know, so uh, we just hope that uh, they can be helped. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just more uh, – <laughs> just weird press for the Patriots. But uh, yeah, let's get back to oh, – the, uh, the, the, the NFL is pissed. I mean, the NFL is Yeah, of course. Of I mean, course. it's always it, – you know, uh, and listen, we're all curious because Robert Hersey got six games and uh, half a million when he had his drug mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. This, uh, like I said, it's a misdemeanor. So, I mean, if not for the drug trafficking, this is really not a big thing. But because of drug trafficking is involved, it looks bad for the NFL again. Owners Mm -hmm. technically are supposed to be uh, kept to a higher standard than the players. And it's always the freaking Patriots, right? It's always the Patriots Mm -hmm. or the Mm -hmm. Cowboys, for that matter. Mm -hmm. It seems to always be one of those two teams that are causing the problems here. And the fans already hate Goodell in New England. I I think that we've Mm -hmm. heard that even though New England – this is before this happened, by the way – that even though New England won the Super Bowl, that opening Thursday night game may not be uh, New England. They were Mm -hmm. talking about that. I don't know why. I didn't hear why why Mm -hmm. that would be. But they were talking about that. I wonder if that if now this makes that almost you know a fait accompli where it certainly won't be in New England Mm -hmm. here. But uh, and the other thing that came uh, to my mind was, you know, we we heard his lawyers. Uh, oh, we categorically deny. Well, it's on video. All right, so good luck with that categorically deny. <laughs> and uh, you, you read from the, uh, you know, ESPN had a sports lawyer on and stuff like that, and things you've read online from other uh, high, you know, high attorneys in the sports world. That there's really only one defense for this, and that defense is well, unless if they don't have the uh, money exchange on uh, tape, which they may or may not have, is that well, it was you know a will, too willing. Uh, Participants, I didn't, we didn't pay. Right, to adults no, or whatnot. She, mm-hmm. she, she wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know what she actually looks like, but I'm assuming she's uh, a young, pretty Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure she wanted to do whatever she did to you, to a 77-year-old a man who's a billionaire, yeah. for free. Mm-hmm. For free, right, for, right. with nothing. No no benefits whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I'll buy that on a jury. Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, you're innocent. <laughs> right. Yeah, give me a freaking break. Uh, good luck with that. You know, but that's what they that's what they do in this day and age. They'll deny, deny, deny because you know what? Some of the public will believe it. You know, mm-hmm. some of the, enough because you, because you're denying it, they'll believe what you're saying. Even though, let's face it, another lawyers are another one. When are they lying? Whenever their lips move, almost certainly. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but you're right. I mean, people could be convinced of anything. You know, just like. Uh, if you say it enough, they'll buy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel like right after the Super Bowl, and he had his like man on the street uh, interviews, and he was asking people on the streets of L.A. So you know, would you would you do when the when the Rams won the Super Bowl? And you know, like you get these people that <laughs> were like, "Oh, it was great. It was pandemonium." You know, I texted my dad to congratulate him because he's a big Rams fan. Oh, and and the interviewer goes, "Oh, can I see the uh, the text?" He goes, "Oh, my phone is acting up right now. Because <laughs> uh, the the battery's dying." Well, what's it on? It's on sixty <laughs> percent. You know, but people could be convinced, you know, just because the interviewer said, you know, that the Rams won, even though these people probably all knew, you know, just from you, you couldn't have avoided it either, you know, 
posts on your phone or you know, anywhere that the, that the Patriots had won the Super Bowl. But people are gullible, and uh, more people are stupid than you than you think. Oh, no. No, not, not more than I think. <laughs> Certainly not more than I think. Uh, yeah. But you're right. But then again, if you, know, if you went to my wife and uh, said that, she, 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 I doubt she knows. If I could ask her who won the Super Bowl. Yeah. She might guess Patriots because she does know the Patriots are always there. Right, she right. does know that. She'd probably guess it. But uh, mm. if you said the Rams won the Super Bowl, she'd probably, all right, maybe the Patriots didn't win this year. You know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she watched the game. You know, right. I, I know she didn't watch the game. I was, uh, I was next to her at my neighbor's house at a party. Actually, I was doing the radio. Mm. I was, that was great. I was doing radio, top, uh, doing the scoring updates for us at the top of each hour. And right, in between right. the, the updates, I'm at my, going to my neighbors to watch the game. And my wife was she there, went back she and forth, right? the game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's a tough trip mm-hmm. going across, you know, across the grass. Uh, that neighbor's actually moving to Vegas on me. How dare oh, he move wow. to Vegas? <laughs> Could you take that? Now, the first, now, once again, we're sports guys. So I, and I'm talking to my wife because my wife's really upset. We, and I am. Listen, I, I, the guy's a great guy, great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two kids that are uh, same ages as my, as my kids. And my kids, they don't know yet. My kids will be devastated when they find out. Oh so I'm not Sorry, looking forward yeah. to that later on today. Yeah, that, that's rough. Mm-hmm. I said he's a very good friend yes. of mine. But um, mm-hmm. the first thing I think of is like, because we're sports people. I'm like, man, how's what? he going to get used to it? I mean, he's a Knicks fan. He's a Giants fan, a Yankee fan. How's he going to get mm-hmm. used to those games starting at 4 o'clock? Yeah, yeah, that's true. When you, you know, I mean, it, if yeah. you're working a nine to five mm-hmm. job, means by the time you get home, you're missing half of every game. Mm-hmm. You know, because you th- you'll be home around five thirty, I assume, maybe later. You know, maybe later, and uh, that that'd be the biggest adjustment for me living out out west in the three hour time difference. Is that you know, I'm a Yankee fan, I own the fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, so football Sundays are football Sundays. You should be okay there. You're not working, but uh, getting used to the fact that those games start at four o'clock, you know, and that all games are generally over now by ten. Right, mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's good for us. Weekend, you still have the weekends, the Friday nights, the Saturday nights. Go watch the game. Go, uh, you know, you, then you go out. But uh, that'd be that'd be an adjustment for me. I mean, a huge adjustment. It's getting used to that. You know, football Sundays start at what? They start at ten, ten a.m. Yeah, when the East Coast. Yep. I mean, that's weird, right? That that would mm-hmm. just be strange. Hell, the games in London, you got to wake up at the crack of freaking dawn to watch these games. All right, so that that would just be strange uh, for me to get used to that. I think, uh, that might be my so my wife, that might, might be my biggest adjustment. It's it's not you know everything else the heat you know that I like the heat I don't care, but getting used to all these games starting at these weird times, that would be strange. Well, if you're taping uh, spring training games like you said you taped yesterday's Yankee game or whatnot, uh, I guess that's the way to get get around it. But then it's not this really really the same, especially watching a regular season game. Yeah, after the fact, you know, you try not to watch social media to see, you know, what happens. That's the problem. You're right. Big, big adjustment. And nowadays, it's, it's, it's not so much recording the game. Any, we can all do that. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, you can do it from home. You can do it from your phone. You can, do it, you can record a game yeah. anywhere. But what's so mm-hmm. much different is, man, you got to stay off everything. Right? Mm-hmm. Not no more Twitter. You guys got to stay on Twitter right, or else right. you're going to find out the score, right? Uh, right. I mean, it's uh, worry about your friends telling you if you're at work for that hour. You, are you listening to the radio on the way home? You know, they might say the score. You know, yeah, you it's, get a that's the biggest problem. On the twenties or whatnot. Yep, yep. Right. That that's always the biggest problem is uh, avoiding the score. I have no problem recording games. Let's face it, three-hour baseball game. I like the fact that I can watch it in forty minutes if I record mm-hmm. the game. But not finding out the score 
It's difficult, you know. And listen, I've been recording games forever. I ref hockey games at night sometimes, and that's this is all year long. So sometimes I'm taping those Yankee games, or I'm taping the Allen game, and it can be difficult not hearing the score from other people talking. You know, I don't tell anybody I do it because not that people are going to be jerks and or tell me on purpose, but because I always believe that if I tell people I'm doing it, well, now it's in their head, and they uh, it's sort of subconsciously they might say it by accident. Now the games, even if the Yankees, they weren't thinking about the Yankees, now they are. And they'll, they'll, right. they'll save a score, talk about the games. So I never tell anybody what I'm doing, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I record a lot of games as far as the teams I root for, because mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I said I did record the Yankee game yesterday. Uh, I watched it. I, I saw the first hour while uh, Cam and I were doing the show, and they're you know mm-hmm. I know it's spring training. I know the players. I don't even know the names at the end of the game. You know, I'm, I'm watching it on fast forward. Yeah, it didn't take very long. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably do the same today. I'll watch the first hour of the game while Cam and I are doing the show, and the last two hours I'm, I'm going to the gym. So I'm not going to see the game. Then I'm probably going to take a nap after that, and I'll watch it later. You know, and I'll mm-hmm. be able to avoid the score on Twitter. I won't. I won't go on Twitter until I'm done with the game. And uh, yeah, but me, listen, as a fan, I just, I just want to get accustomed to the games again. Yeah, you know, I have the Major League mm-hmm. Baseball Network on now, so there's another game going there. So uh, it's just it's just background fodder. I'm not truly paying attention. I'm not that nuts. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a way, like you, you mentioned, score, but with a spring training game, you don't really care about the score getting getting spoiled. Like you said, it's just nice that you have it on in the background and whatnot. And you're right; by the end of the game, you you hardly recognize any names there. But uh, but uh, since we were talking Patriots and Robert Kraft, uh, you know, I plan on talking about Kershaw. We'll talk about him next segment, I guess. Or, uh, but uh, NFL handed out uh, 32. Compensatory picks to a total of 15 teams this past Friday, uh, and Patriots were given uh, four new picks, so they have 12 total selections in the 2019 NFL Draft. So the NFL uses a formula to award these picks. Uh, nobody really knows what the formula is, but a, a team that loses more or better free agents than it acquires in the previous year is eligible to receive compensatory draft picks. And like I said, nobody really knows the formula, but look, the Patriots are smart enough, Belichick is smart enough to to, to you know work the system. And I'm sure it doesn't happen every single year, but to have... 12 total selections in the upcoming 2019 NFL draft. You know, people always say, you know, why? You know, how do the Patriots do it every year? They win, they win. Of course, they got it, you know, uh, quarterback and Tom Brady, who's the greatest of all time and uh, one, of, one of the greatest uh, head coaches of all time as well. But it's not only that. It's just that the whole system. They, they just, from top to bottom, uh, whether it be their training facility and just the fact that they have, they just, the trades that they make where they just uh, accumulate the, uh, draft picks i mean it's just it's, it's, it's a, they're a machine <laughs> well they are a machine they're a well oiled mm-hmm. machine uh mm-hmm. i think it's mike blute and i were talking yesterday if uh the robert Kraft thing's going to affect the patriots uh i doubt it Me i too. doubt it yeah. you know uh yeah. it's the owner yeah it's just mm-hmm. the owner it's not like it's bill belichick and you know my right, coach right. is going to be suspended you know it, it's crap i'm sure they care about him so sure they like him you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I don't, I don't think this affects the team on the field all that much. Uh, and, they get, and the fact that they get four extra picks, I mean, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's scary. You know, I, I was playing the game with uh, Mike Blewett yesterday. Uh, you know, Mike Blewett's a Pittsburgh fan. And uh, yes. what would it take for the Pittsburgh Steelers to accept – Trading Antonio Brown to the Patriots. I know they've already said they won't do it, and I don't think they will either. They, you really can't. But the Patriots would be the one team that could give a first-round pick because it's a 32nd overall. I don't care. And now or right. they, don't, they may not care. And uh, with all these extra picks, they give another pick. You could give them a, four, a first mm-hmm. and a fourth. 
know, right. and uh, Mike's right. Mike is like, no, no. Mike is just begging, mm. no, no, not that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's. I was, I was having fun getting his gander there, but uh, I don't think it'll happen either. But it lets you know, but the moves they can make, the moves they can make, and getting yes. Antonio Brown would be a New England move, by the way. You know, yes. getting uh, they took on Randy Morse when he was a malcontent in uh, certain places, right? right and he right. ended up being uh, great, Josh Gordon, great New England. Mm-hmm. No, that didn't really really work out so well. I know, uh, I know, but they still they they still got them though. <laughs> I'm just saying that they're, they, they're not that's afraid. Kind of move that they they're not yes. afraid. But uh, right. listen, it's it's not going to happen. It's fun to talk about. It was, I said I enjoyed getting under Mike's skin yesterday, driving him crazy. But uh, mm-hmm. bottom line is, uh, it, he's right. It's it's not going to happen. Uh, mainly because Pittsburgh, their window to compete is shrinking quickly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, trading trading Brown to New England would be like, okay, yes, and here's here's another Super Bowl appearance for you. You know, good luck in uh, 2019, probably 2020 as well, to see if you can get uh, you can win the game again. Because let's face it, New England. I, I, I haven't seen their schedule, but I doubt they have another important game now until January of 2020. They're going to win that division. The division's still terrible. Right. So whoever they play with the divisional the round, that'll, that'll be the most important thing. Yeah. All right. When we come back, uh, we'll go back to some baseball. I still want to talk about Clayton Kershaw and his back issues. Listening to the Roto Experts in the morning on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rotor experts in the morning, and Sean has done it, George. Found another uh, monkey's tomb. Kind of like a Muzak version of I'm a Believer. Now, this is a song that you had to have heard. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think Neil Diamond wrote it for them. Neil Diamond wrote a a few monkey's tunes. But uh, there's a classic. I don't know if you now agree that stuck in my head the for the rest of the classic. damn day. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're a believer, right? In everything. Well, no, no. You believe in Clayton Kershaw? <laughs> no, Clayton. No, I do not. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you, I've been I've been off of him for the past couple of years. You know, with the back issues and whatnot, and and when he has been able to pitch, he's been Clayton Kershaw. Let's face it, for the most part. But uh, this recent uh, little situation uh, that uh, took place, where he felt uncomfortable, didn't feel right following his uh, most recent bullpen session, very concerning for me. And uh, they're going to shut him down for uh, at least a few days. Listen, when it comes to Kershaw. I'm a very conservative drafter, right? A very conservative drafter. Uh, and I don't like drafting guys who I know are going to get hurt. And with mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw, I know you he's know going he's to gonna get, get hurt. hurt. Yes. I absolutely know he's going to get hurt. So why would I uh, draft him? I, mm-hmm. You know he's – because when it comes down to this, when he gets hurt, guess whose fault it is? It's not yours. Yours. 
It's not the other, not the other <laughs> people in the league. If you, it's right. mine. It's my right. fault. I made the decision to draft him, and now it, uh, it blew up my face. Well, guess what? He's been hurt every mm-hmm. damn year. He's already hurt now. He already has the, uh, the elbow injury, shoulder, whatever it might be. I mean, really, what's your over-under on starts for him? Once again, uh, a complete season is about 33 starts. What's your right. over-under for, for Clayton? 22? I Personally? 23? Yeah, that you read my mind? Five? That was, yeah, you read the, my mind with the 22, yeah. So, uh, listen, there, there's value. I, I never say that this player is off my, my list. I never say this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's value with everybody at a certain time. But his mm-hmm. value, he was, this is a first-round pick. If, right. Probably last year, if not certainly the year before that, he was always going the first round. I don't think I can well, take him for a, round six. Right. Uh, his, uh, ADP, I would grab him. Yeah. His ADP right now, NFBC, is 38. And I expect that to so drop round a little four. bit more. Yeah, yeah. In a 12-team league, that's round four. I, I can't do that. And that, that's before yeah. this injury hit, by the way. So it'll certainly go down. Uh, for me, it's going right. to be round six. I mean, I look at it this way. Uh, game start- started uh, last three years, 26, 27, 21. I mean, you do the math there. That's an average. That's an average about 24, 25. Uh, mm-hmm. He's already hurt now. And it's always bad when you're hurt now because I, I assume you get another injury during the season. You know, somewhere in July where you're hurt again. You know, we always need a two, three-week break there. I mean, you, you said at 22, if I if I was a bookie, I'd probably make the, uh, the over-under at 23 and a half. You know, mm-hmm. uh, good luck with you there. You know, and uh, I might bet the under there. So I can't draft this guy. Until I believe there's value. You know, I'm not drafting him to – I'm certainly not drafting him to make 30 starts. That's suicide. You know, right. uh, granted, you, know, you, you said it. When he pitches, he still pitches pitch. well when he pitches. Yes. But, you know, now he also has to pitch. He's another guy. Average fastball yeah, this whole... year was about 91. That's uh, almost down mm-hmm. two miles an hour from 2017. And his average fastball has gone down now three straight years. I mm-hmm. mean, so, uh, you know, it's taken its toll on him. Uh, I said this yesterday uh, – you and I are Yankee fans. Now, I don't know how you felt, but uh, I was very much afraid as a Yankee fan that when he became a free agent, the Yankees were going to throw oodles of money at him. And so when the Dodgers, you know, they uh, extended him, I was like, yes. Yes, because mm-hmm. I didn't want the Yankees to make what I thought would have been a huge mistake in signing Kershaw. So uh, I'm glad that he's back with the Dodgers. But fantasy-wise, like I said, you could talk to me in round six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I uh did not want the Yankees to pursue him, and you're right. I kind of it was like a, a little bit of a relief. But since we're talking Yankees, uh, you know they traded for James Paxton, who's another great pitcher, but just always seems to find his way uh, for a stint or two on the DL. So uh, at this point, I guess you'd have to trust Paxton a little bit more than uh, you know injury wise than 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 Kershaw. No. Well, he's healthy now. That's a big help, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. that's always a plus. Uh, yeah. Trusting Paxton. Uh, I see where you're going with this, and uh, mm. I don't think you're wrong uh, because he was another guy. Look at his last three years, 28, yeah. 24, 20. That's an mm-hmm. average of 24 starts a year. You know, so he's almost in the same boat as Kershaw where he's right. going to miss some time. You know, uh, mm-hmm. now granted – uh, one thing that's good about him, though, his numbers are going up. You know, when I said 28, 24, and 20, well, it's 20 starts in 16, 24 and 17, 28 last year. I'll sign up for 28 mm-hmm. starts. I pretty much sign up for 28 starts from, any, from every, every, anybody. Anybody and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you. That, that's mm-hmm. what you want. I think that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his fastball velocity has pretty much stayed the same 
You know, he had a high of 96.8 in 2016. Last two years, it's been 95.4. And with three years before 16, it was actually 94 point whatever. So his, his velocity has gone up since then. But you'll take 95. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't need that. When I, when I say these stuff, is the fastball velocity. To me, that's an uh, ind- indicator of uh, wear and tear. When you mm-hmm. see it keep going down, 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 I'm like, oh, God. You know, uh, that's not good. You know, but he's uh, his velocity seems to be fine. We're not really worried about any kind of injury there. But once again, starting pitching is tough. I don't think you can ever bank on a pitcher to make 30 starts anymore. If he does, God bless. You know, Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. hey, fantastic. But for most players, you're really banking on the high 20s. That's why, like I said, right. anybody, if you can get 28 starts out of him, Tanaka, Severino, uh, you won't get it out of Sabathia. Uh, and I can't remember who the fifth starter is right now. Uh, well, I guess the fourth starter. But if you get 28 starts out of these guys, you're thrilled. Any team would mm-hmm. be. This is not just the Yankees. Any, if the Mets can get 28 out of Matt's, Wheeler, Simpson, the Garden, yeah. what's it? Right. They're, Mets, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're thrilled. They're rolling over right now. They're, they're, they're flipping out thrilled. So uh, mm-hmm. that's what you want here. So I think with Paxton, there's more upside here. One thing you don't realize, Paxton's 30 years old too, though. He's not a young man mm-hmm. either. You know, so right. uh, there is some worry there. But for the Yankees for yeah. this year and next, I feel pretty confident in Paxton. Yep. And uh, I think the starter you missed on the Yankees might have been uh, Hap, J.A. Hap. Hap, there missed. we go. Yeah, yes, there you go. No, he's okay. the, he is the one guy uh, I missed, you're right. Yes, all right. Um, so uh, with the Dodgers, with uh, Kershaw, uh, I guess that, uh, first of all, it, it, obviously, you know, they're shutting him down for a few days now. That could turn into a little bit longer. And then that just sets him back even further where, who knows? I mean, this could end up being something where he misses, you know, time earlier in the season because you got to get your throws in. But, uh, well, how do you feel about Walker Bueller, who's the next guy up? Uh, pitched uh, just uh, 137.1 innings uh, last year, uh, 2.62 ERA, 0.96 whip. Uh, do you think he's still going to be under any innings limitations, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe a 160, you know, or maybe 175. You think that maybe just a free reign on this guy, Walker Bueller? I'm liking him. I I like him as well. Uh, Am I worried about an innings limit? Uh, I think worried is probably too strong a word. Uh, It's in the back of my mind because if there is an innings limit, I expect there is. I said, I don't know the Dodgers Mm -hmm. organization offhand. I have to do some research to find out what their beliefs are. But for most teams, they do have, they do believe it. So 137, Mm -hmm. generally, if you believe in, uh, I forgot the guy, the guy, I got the picture in my head of who he is, but whatever. It's generally a 40 innings per year, which puts him at, you said Mm -hmm. at 175, between 175 and 180, 170 and 180. Well, that gets you, fantasy wise, that gets you through at least September. Right. You know, and, and listen, if the Dodgers want, if they wanted to pitch uh, to the playoffs, they can make adjustments during the season. Maybe you skip a right. start here or there. The all-star break, you can give them a two-week break almost. And this way you get them through September into the playoffs. It can be done, you mm-hmm. know, if, if they really want to. The Washington Nationals totally screwed this up years ago at Strasburg. They didn't take advantage of uh, these opportunities, and they shut him down for the playoffs. And uh, you, I wonder if they regret that now, a chance to, uh, to do some damage there. So I don't think the Dodgers will make that mistake. That's what I'm trying to say here. So uh, <laughs> it is in the back of my mind, sure, you might lose a start here or there. Sure, the, during the All-Star break, that could be a problem. He's not starting uh, you know, for pretty much for two weeks. Well, they give him a little rest there. So uh, it certainly is in the back of my mind, Joe, but not mm-hmm. enough for me to uh, really change my draft thinking. Avoid. Maybe, maybe right. it knocks him down a round. You know, if I was going to draft mm-hmm. him in round five, okay, maybe now it's round six. 
But I think he's mm-hmm. a damn good pitcher. Damn good yeah, pitcher. And he's a guy I do like. Once again, uh, pitcher in the pitcher's ballpark, which I always like. Uh, we said it before. Going to play, uh, you know, what they played San Diego 19 times. They're going to play uh, Giants 19 times. That's That could be three, four starts against each team. We're going to like that. You know, and then Colorado and Arizona. It does sort of offset the other two uh, parks. But still, I, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of, of a Bueller here. So, yes, I do like the guy. But to answer your question, it's certainly – I always look with young players. I do look at the innings to figure out, okay, mm-hmm. what's going to be uh, my problem here. And uh, 180, I'm okay with. If if you get a guy who's in the 160 range, you know, well, that's what I think his limit's going to be, that's a little bit more concerning because now you're talking maybe mid-August. You know, mm-hmm. and then, then you have to some adjustments to make. But another thing I'll tell fantasy owners is this. Yes, innings limit is annoying. It can drive you crazy. But you know what? You can fix that during the season. The fantasy owner by making trades. You know, and mm-hmm. trading, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to realize. It's like trading for anybody else who has good first and second half uh, splits a year after year. Well, you know you got to get rid of the guy eventually. All right? Uh, you, you trade Bueller. You can trade somebody else to get a pitcher who's going to pitch more. Or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, if Bueller gives you the kind of stats you want, you know, maybe you can sort of pick and choose when to use a middle reliever or late, a, 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 a top setup man. Who are they're mm-hmm. available, and they'll protect your ratios. Yeah, you're not going to get your W's and your uh, your strikeouts, but they're going to protect your ratios, and those could be uh, valuable too in August and September instead of a Bueller if he if, if he is right. sitting for the Dodgers, which we don't know if he will be. So I think right. there are d- different ways to attack the problem of somebody like Bueller who may sit. Mm-hmm. But like I said, at 180 innings limit, you're not going to have to worry about this till uh, you know probably first second week in September, assuming he mm-hmm. pitches the entire year. Right. Well, another interesting part, and that's some good advice, George. Another interesting part about uh, the Dodgers is, and you alluded to it, you know, they're a team that's uh, expected to make the playoffs year after year. So, uh, you know, they have to really manage it carefully as well because they want to have uh, Bueller available during the playoffs as well. But uh, that's some good advice that you gave uh, uh, just a second ago. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to mention it. You put it in your back pocket. Uh, just uh, uh, something that I saw. Cody Bellinger, who's uh, first base and outfield eligible for the Dodgers, being uh, held out of game action for now due to a back issue, seems like it's more precautionary than than anything. But just you know, keep it keep it you know in in the back of your mind. Uh, I, I'm I'm still going to be drafting him. Uh, Personally, but uh, uh, why don't we talk? Uh, Sonny Gray, uh, former uh, A, former Yankee, traded to the Reds, now dealing with uh, some elbow st- uh, stiffness. You know, I kind of was, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, uh, draft him, you know, in your leagues, but he was a guy that was a little intriguing because, uh, you know, look for the Yankees last year, put up some pretty bad numbers, but his home away splits last year, if you look at them, uh, striking, right? Uh, at home, uh, 6.98 ERA, uh, away, 3.17, the whip, 1.9 at home, 1.1 away. At the part of last season, uh, he was with uh, the A's, if I'm not mistaken, right? It wasn't with the Yankees full uh, for the full year. But, uh, you know, going to the Reds, not a very good pitcher's park. But uh, hooking up with his old, uh, I think it was his uh, uh, college pitching coach, Derek Johnson. Uh, so, you know, maybe uh, this new pitching coach could remind them of uh, – you know, the old days when he was a more effective pitcher because, you know, up until uh, he got hurt, uh, up until uh, 2000, 
uh, you know, 2015 had put up some pretty good numbers. Then uh, 2016 uh, came up with some injuries, 5.69 ERA. But uh, I find uh, Gray is an interesting guy that you could get real late in draft. I mean, his ADP is 274 in the NFBC. That's like 18th round in a 15-teamer. He's all yours. All right. I mean, everything you pointed out was true. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't argue with anything you said there. In, in his year and a half with the Yankees, uh, he's a guy who seemed to look at the uh, right field porch and go, oh, crap. <laughs> they didn't let anybody pull the ball there. And it got in his head. Because you, you said it. On the road, he was fine. He was fine yeah. on the road. But at home, he, well, he, was, he was bad. He bad. He very bad. Yeah. You know, so... Yes. Uh, <laughs> And that, to me, that's once again that's, that's guys who look at the porch and go, "Oh man, oh god," you know. And it's it's in their heads. It's just in your heads. Mm-hmm. It's in your head that you uh, you know oh, I I can't I can't let this happen, you know. Uh, so uh, what was ERA last year at home six point nine eight on the road three point one seven, with one point nine to one point one five. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's not that's that's extremely drastic. Six point mm-hmm. eight strikeouts at home for nine innings, nine point nine on the road. What the hell? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand the home run denying him being up. Of course, it is Yankee Stadium. The home run's going to go up here. But here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's he pitching now? That's what I say. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a tough ballpark uh, in, in Cincinnati. Yeah, the Great American Small Park. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, <laughs> uh, I can't see this working out well. If he had problems at Yankee <laughs> Stadium, well, that was just the right field. What's got a problem now with uh you know, great American where it's all over the place. Anywhere mm-hmm. the ball's going out in Cincinnati. So I don't think that was a good place for him to end up. I understand his former coach was there. And that's why he's there. I imagine that's why Cincinnati went for him. But, man, uh, I, I don't. it's not that I don't believe in Sonny Gray. But if I was Cincinnati or a team, you know, Colorado, Texas, no, I'm not making a play for him. Boston, no. Because he obviously has, he needs to be in a, uh, a normal ballpark. He probably does need to be in the National League, but not that ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know, Pittsburgh yeah, would have made more one. sense. You know, not Philadelphia. Obviously, the Mets, uh, if they needed a pitcher, uh, he needed to be in a big ballpark. So I'm surprised Cincinnati mm-hmm. went for him. Not that they gave up a lot for him. From when I heard that trade, really, for the Yankees was just to get somebody off, get a prospect who didn't need to be on the 40-man roster. That's what they did there. It's a decent prospect who doesn't, didn't need to be on the 40-man, which is why they made that trade with Seattle. They had to make the trade with Cincinnati because the original prospect from uh, Cincinnati did need to be on the 40-man. And the Yankees couldn't. They have, uh, they have 40-man issues because that's how... Uh, deep their farm system is that they didn't want to go, uh, quite go for that. So uh, mm-hmm. bottom line is this. You want him, Joe? He's all yours. I'm He's not all mine? Doing it in a fantasy trip. All yours. He, you can take him. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, look, like I said, uh, I'm not advocating that everyone should just run out and, and draft him. Just, uh, you know, I'm going to be interested to see how he looks in, in spring training, you know, hooking up with his old uh, college pitching coach. You know, maybe they could find some of that magic. Maybe he could uh, find uh, some of uh, what has gone wrong for him. And you're right. It is concerning that he's going to be pitching in the uh, Great American Ballpark. I will gift wrap him for you. <laughs> Big Bo, right? Okay. Big Bo, right, you can we'll have it or not have it. You can have a sunny day. <laughs> More fantasy baseball talk here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Roto Experts in the morning. Joe Galina, George Kurtz, Sean Angle. 